Welcome to the Still Rowing Podcast. I'm Tara McCausland, and I'm excited to share this brief still rowing short with you. I'm curious, are you counting down the days till Christmas? Well, in my case, I'm counting down the days till the end of the semester. Only one more week to go before I can take a breather and have a few weeks off of grad school. If your December has been anything like ours, you're feeling a little worn out by all the hustle and bustle of the season. To make the holiday season even crazier than usual, my sweet husband had the bright idea of signing up all three of our sons for City Rec basketball. And so our December weekdays have been riddled with basketball practice and our Saturdays have been packed with games. My oldest has played soccer for years and my younger two sons do BMX. But basketball, this is a first for our family. We don't watch a lot of sports on TV. In fact, I don't think we've ever actually watched a basketball game as a family in real life or on the screen. I know some of you are wondering how that's possible, but even my very athletic husband has never really played basketball. So needless to say, it's not a game that our children are super familiar with. Well, we had an interesting experience last week that I wanted to share with you. Our eight-year-old son, like his brothers, had his first basketball game last weekend. He'd only had one practice up to this point, but I figured that he knew the basics of the game. Basketball is pretty straightforward, right? You dribble the ball from one end of the court to the other, and if you're on offense, you try and shoot a basket. If you're on defense, you make sure the opposing team can't shoot a basket. Piece of cake, right? Well, the game started, and it quickly became apparent that our son had no clue what was going on. He shuffled up and down the court, trying to follow the other boys, but he clearly did not know when he was supposed to guard or when he was supposed to try and get the ball. His frustration grew, as did my anxiety as I watched him run around aimlessly, confused and disoriented. His coach, bless his heart, tried to give him direction, but with all the noise and commotion, it was obvious that he just, he wasn't getting it. As I watched him struggle, I confess I wanted to just swoop down and save him. His dad wisely said that we should just wait, let him struggle, and we would explain the game to him later, after, which we did. But in that moment, it was painful to watch. And to his credit, he didn't quit. He could have chosen to, but he stuck it out. But, you know, total mom fail there, right? I had taken for granted what I knew and just assumed that somehow my son knew the rules of the game. But how could he know? (laughs) He had never really seen a game played, and the extent of his basketball experience was shooting hoops in our backyard and one basketball practice. Of course, he wouldn't know how to play the game. No one had really bothered to teach him, and the result was confusion, frustration, and total disorientation (laughs) about the objective of the game and his role in it. So the following day, when I went to church during testimony meeting, I was just struck by the gospel parallel in this experience, and I wanted to share this with you. How many of our brothers and sisters are running around 
confused, disoriented, discouraged, and frustrated. They have no idea of the objective of this life, no knowledge of God's love and his laws and their divine role in God's great plan. I don't wonder why so many people we see are struggling with unparalleled levels of anxiety and overwhelm and depression. They have no idea why they are here, where they're going, because no one has taught them. It reminds me of the scripture in Doctrine and Covenants, uh, section 123, verse 13, where it says that there are many yet on the earth who are blinded by the subtle craftiness of men and who are only kept from the truth because they know not where to find it. Just as I watched longingly from the stance, hoping that someone could direct my son where to go and what to do, I know our heavenly parents watch anxiously from above. Many of their children needlessly struggle because we we won't open our mouths and tell them this good news, that there is a God who loves them dearly, that they are his beloved child sent here to learn and grow, and that they have an opportunity through Christ's redeeming blood to be relieved of the burden of sin. And through obedience to covenants and ordinances, they can return to live with and be like God, sealed to their families forever. This, my friends, is the good news. It's the best news. And as Joseph Smith said, the purposes of our God are great, his love unfathomable, his wisdom infinite, and his power unlimited. Therefore, he said, the saints have cause to rejoice. And we do. But are we sharing this good news with others? If not, why not? In Sister Cordon's uh, October 2021 conference talk, she said, One of Satan's most powerful weapons is to distract us with good and better causes, which in times of need may blind and bind us away from the best cause, the very work that called us into this world. Our eternal purpose is to come unto Christ and actively join him in his great work. What's blinding and binding you and me away from this best cause, the most important work we can be doing? At this Christmas time, it's my hope for myself and my invitation to each of you that we will open our eyes to see those opportunities to share the great news of the gospel plan with a brother or sister who, like my son during his basketball game, is moving through this life confused, frustrated, disoriented, and discouraged because they don't know the meaning and purpose of their lives or the great love God has for them as his child. Our heavenly parents wait anxiously for us to open our mouths so that more of their daughters and sons can receive the peace and the purpose and the joy the gospel message can bring. President Nelson reminded us this past conference that there has never been a time in the history of the world when knowledge of our Savior is more personally vital and relevant to every human soul. And while this world continues to grow more wicked, more chaotic. The best way for us to improve the world is to prepare the world for Christ by inviting all to follow him. So let's be brave friends and share the gift of faith in Christ and his restored church with our neighbors. Let's do more to come unto Christ this Christmas season and let's not come alone. Merry Christmas friends. Thanks for being with me.